Have you ever been stuck in a nap trap where you take a nap and then you go to bed later that night and then the next day you want to take a nap, etc., etc.? The other day I realized I had gotten stuck in a nap trap. You're listening to Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats Podcast WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's your old friend, Big Mike. Did you miss me? That's okay if you didn't because I missed you. Good to be back on the show. It's Friday night. Warm beer in the cheap seats. I don't know what a nap trap is. I know what a nap sack is. But we're going to leave it at that. And we'll maybe we'll expound on that. We got a great show tonight. We're going to talk a little SRX. We're going to have Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. We will also talk about crazy, is it minor league baseball names? Yes. So stay tuned, listen up, don't make me punch you, because this big mic coming at you. Take it away, Casey. Sound like sweet Melissa was describing the cat lifestyle, and uh, that's all she was just living. living now, living the life of a cat. Napping, eating. Yeah, you know, you stretch a little. Um, you get up, you rotate, and then you lay back down mm-hmm. and just close your eyes some more that sounds really terrific yeah it it, you definitely pace yourself in that lifestyle but it's a trap how is it a trap forget about the attitude too it's all attitude on the cat hi big ed what's up catitude catitude yeah do you have a catitude sticker on your car melissa i know but i probably need to you should have a catitude sticker yeah yeah we got shirts we need to make these shirts. Yeah, I don't know. We could do a catitude. Oh, wow. Okay. It just hit me. <laughs> we can do a catitude shirt with your head on a cat body. <laughs> I'm sure they can make it the uh, down at the Oldsmar, the Mighty Sling Oldsmar. Those guys that do the, 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 the spray. Oh, the airbrush t shirts? Yeah, the airbrush t shirts. <laughs> Gotta love the airbrush t shirts. That's It's still going strong there. It is. And at the fair, the, the, oh, you still yeah. you still have the airbrush T-shirts at the fair. Those all the way from 1990. No, we, we're going back 1970. Yes, but then again, 1990. Yeah, well, it, there's there's been no break in the popularity of the airbrush T-shirt. Yeah, they don't what? understand the trend. They're like, no, no, no that that's oh. still a thing. <laughs> so I'm gonna call it a catnap trap now. Catnap trap. Yep. I got a CMP. Nap the next day. Well, yeah, because it's a new day. It's a new opportunity to nap. No, because you've taken a nap and then you've gone to bed later, and then you didn't get enough sleep that night. So then you need a nap the next day. You see Mm. where I'm going? I follow you now. Yeah, it's just one. A vicious nap cycle. It is. So, folks, this is your public service announcement, PSA, from Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats. Do not fall into the nap lifestyle. Yes. Because you will never get out of it. Correct. It's addictive. It's a drug. Don't do it. 
Don't do drugs. Don't do naps. <laughs> Say no to naps. I nap twice a day. Do you? Yeah, I started with one, but you know, then well, I started napping a little bit more. Night. Yeah. Do you nap at work? Uh, sometimes uh, I nap two times, and then then I nap two more times wow. after that. You might you might want to see somebody to help you with this. I took a nap today. When I woke up, I thought it was the next day. Oh, that, really that's, a, that's, a oh good, yeah. that's a good nap. That's when you, you know, you feel like you picked up a day. It's like, I'm yeah. going to stay up late watching Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. When you have <laughs> Something stupid, yeah. you know. What am I going to do with that extra w- hour that I'll stay up tonight? That's yeah. when you wake up and you're like, what time is it? That's a good nap when you wake up just disorientated. Yeah. I was like, that's, oh. That's oh. when you're sleeping hard. And then I thought I missed the show and I'm like, oh, it was like six o'clock. I'm like, oh. It was just because uh, my room stays pretty dark if I don't open the blinds, which I didn't today. Oh, now now I can watch uh, Grounded for Life on Decades. Sweet. Oh, hey, they, <laughs> their first season of Grounded for Life, those little boys were so funny, weren't they? Well, I like the the guy that played the brother. Uh, he's a comedian, but he was also on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. He's a he plays like the same like character with like some kind of schizoid or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He was. Oh. Uh, he always played. He played Dice's uh, friend in uh, in Dice's last show he had. Yeah, he was in Goodfellas. Yes, he had a small role in Goodfellas. He that is correct. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen. Yeah, a very very bit part. Hmm. Hey, I want to switch gears real quick, and then we can get back because I'll forget I did this last week and never talked about Tony Bennett dying. Yep, saw that. Uh, a legend. <clears throat> yep. He left his heart and his bowels in San Francisco, so good for him. His bowels? What? T- Tony Benedetto. Yeah. No, that's, He's 96. Yeah. That guy, he was the last of that whole generation of crooners. And yep. His voice was just pure. Even, you know, he was still singing up into his 90s. Yep. He never lost his voice, really. Wait, what about no. his bowels? I was a no, joke. He's just being, yeah. You know, he's just being again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. If I gotta, yeah. I don't. No time to exp- explain my well crafted uh, jokes. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. He I was going to work all day the- just thinking of just to say like, what can I say about his? Mm-hmm. He he was going to try to tie into "Fly Me to the Moon," but it worked <laughs> yeah. better with. Uh, yeah. Then I say he was thinking about his wee so he didn't. But um. <laughs> and you know who else died this week? I actually last night was Randy Meisner. That's Big Mike's oh. boy. He goes, come on, Roy. Poco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Founding right. oh, member yeah, of the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was ousted from Poco early on. Ousted from the Eagles early on. Sure was. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I did see that little headline. Actually, I thought you were going to mention Sinead O'Connor. She died. I don't know what she died of. She. I, I read a little quick bio on her shoes. She had a troubled life, you know. It wasn't. Yeah, she it was. Uh, easy uh, she went too. She'd her. go too far against the grain, you know. I mean, I kind of. You know, I have something soul. to say. Yeah, yeah. She. Yeah, I mean, look. For me. You, then her yeah. son. You know what? Her son died, and yeah. she just wasn't able to get her head back in the game. Yeah, if you knew her history, I mean, she she was just a troubled soul, you know, but. You know, one thing that sticks out in my head with Sinead O'Connor is the Saturday Night Live oh, appearance yeah. and the old ripping the picture of the Pope in half. 
Yes, uh, she she had a she had a problem with the church. Yep, she is like career suicide right there. Oh I, yeah, for that, sure. Yes, that but that just and again, I never held anything against her for it. We were young when that happened. Yeah, and I just remember th- that's just something that sticks out. That was like, oh wow, left an impression. I think I Joe Pesci that. was the guest. Well, she mm-hmm. wouldn't be the guest. She wouldn't be a guest host because Dice Man was on the first no. time. No, she she wasn't. She was uh, just a musical guest, and uh, it, it was right. It and was, she didn't have a sense of humor. You know, he, Dice was a, a comedian. Uh, I don't remember who was jokes. the host. Uh, anyways, I, I know when she did it, it was not something that was rehearsed. You know, she. No, I think Joe did, Pesci, right? Or Joe Pesci was on the following week and was he was kind of miffed. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember. That would have been something I could have dug up and looked. I had, yeah. Uh, and I, I just, I just know reading. There's a, there's a book that talks about it live from New York, and it's a like an SNL biography. And she didn't address rehearsal, no issues. So they were kind of caught off guard at the end of the <laughs> song. She pulls out a picture of the Pope and rips. She does her best dick dash and he goes, <laughs> afterwards. You know, while she gets a little really bag with a picture in it, you know, she's got that right next to her side. Was Muttley there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that was... Meow, meow. I mean, that was more <clears throat> why, uh, you know, Lauren never had her back was just... Um, he. Pulling that, pulling that stunt, right? Yeah, no, no surprises. You know, there's a reason they do rehearsals. You know, so, so. there's several. I mean, uh, Elvis Costello pulled the stunt too. <clears throat> he, he'd never been back. No, and it wasn't a big stunt, but like, what did he do? He was supposed to play like the pop hit off his album, and he didn't. And he played like you know. Stick it yeah, to the radio or something, something like yeah, an it, establishment it, type, something against F, you know, music, uh, the FM of the day. Yeah, right. it was called Radio Radio, and he was told yeah. specifically not to play that song. Yeah, wow. it's something you don't say to like a, you know, someone that goes against the grain. So he started. Don't playing tell me not to song. do that on live TV. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, about like five seconds in the song, he's like, "No, no, no, we're going to do something else," and then he goes into the other song. Mm. So, and I mean, Elvis was kind of that kind of guy, though. It's kind of you know punk tendencies. Yeah, he had, a, but he was not a big against the grain guy. He just said something no. against the radio, you know. Yeah. Well, it's just something he, you know, wh- whatever he did it, and I mean, I guess he he hasn't been on SNL since that I know of. No. Though they got a 50th anniversary that's going to be coming around the corner. That'd be great. I mean, you could work that into a bit. <laughs> I, speaking of the 50th anniversary, this is where this is in a bit. I saw this on Casey. You're going to appreciate this. It's just, just some sports history. And someone wrote a quick article. It caught my eye. I, I, I took and I printed a part of it and I thought I'd uh, share it with you. You would appreciate it. And um, uh, some of our audience members might. So uh, I saw this. It says a half century ago, July 27, 1973, the New York Mets sat at the bottom of the NLE standings with 43 and 53 record. Yep. Streaky and injury. Yeah, riddled. I remember this. The Metropolitans, as they were known, continued to languish throughout the month of August. And within just a few weeks left in the season, 
they still occupied the division cellar. Given the circumstances, it would have been easy to let the 73 season slip by, but this team simply had too much fight in them. With the roster included players like Rusty Staub, Jerry Kuzman, John Matlack, Cleon Jones, reliever Tug McGraw, that's right, Tim McGraw's dad, and the pitcher with a special arm named Tom Seaver into the mix, and the Mets were a squad ripe for another miracle. Perhaps it was because they were only four seasons removed from a World Series in 69 that this team had a September to remember, winning 19 of 27 games. With a seven-game winning streak and a sweep of the Pirates at Shea, sandwiched them into the stretch. Or maybe it's something to do with their quirky 11-time world champion manager, the immortal Yogi Berra, who hung around the championships like moths to a flame. Either way, the 73 Mets went from last place to the division to the NLE's title, to winning the pennant, to coming within an inch of defeating the Oakland A's in the 1973 World Series in a matter of weeks. It, it goes on about their talent. I don't, it was a pretty interesting article, but I liked how they just started out the first, you know, 200 words. Well, that, that was um, quite the season. The the motto for the, the, the latter half of that summer uh, by Tug McGraw's, you got to believe, which yeah. became the, the big phrase for Mets fans that year. You got to believe. And every time they get on a win streak or, you know, they show some potential, they That'll pop up. It says right here, down midway through it, they're talking about Felix Mion, uh, who's a roommate of Henry Aaron. Who, who yep. he was the best hitter. He was he batted two ninety. That was the best average on the Mets that year, two ninety. Yeah. Uh, talk about the Gregarious Marine who saved twenty five contests. They talk about Tug McGraw saying you got to believe. Uh, they talk about John Milner, the contribution of him, twenty three homers that season, seventy two ribbies. That's huge for the Mets. They were they were just they were a pitching team. John Matlack, who was fourteen and sixteen on the season, but posted a, a three two ERA, two hundred and five strikeouts. Willie Mays even uh chipped in. It was a great a great team and just fun to watch. That's when baseball, you know, you you could step away and look back and there would be your team six months later, same team. Two years, same team. All right, I'm, I digress. I yeah, still well, got a little fight left in me. Yeah. Well, now the Mets need that fight right now. They, they look yeah, like, they're uh, just, yeah, battle of the basement for New York. The Mets. Yeah. Along yeah. with the Yankees, their crosstown rivals. Yes. A Subway series that no one gives a shit about right now. Yeah. It's called a Subway Slam now. Oh, Subway Slam. Is he going to be around tonight? I don't know. Uh, I haven't gotten back from him uh, or heard back from him, so uh, we'll see. Um, well, the Orioles are, in, you know, Orioles are good. The Orioles uh, are going to be tough if they're – if they got the lead, they're going to be a tough team to beat down the stretch. So, you know, baseball teams, heed my warning. Get ahead now. Uh, also, uh, for folks that follow ESPN, stop. Uh, <laughs> all they talked about for the last six weeks was Otani and all the trades. Otani didn't get traded. So, um, Angels are all in on Otani. So uh, that was a waste of uh, TV time. Wait, did they think he was hmm. going to get traded? That's all they talked about. Oh. 
That's all it's because the- that analyst is so fucking sharp. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they like talking about Brett Favre and coming out of retirement and, you know, Tom Brady and coming out of retirement. And, you know, they like talking about Aaron, uh, whatever, the other guy that's the the Rogers. new the new Aaron Rodgers. They like to talk about him a lot. Yeah, the, the big pay cut he took. Yeah, you know, I, I know a, a weird, a weird, uh, a weird, uh, I guess payment plan he's got going. Yeah. But hey, I have a payment plan every two weeks. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It's, it's good, good to get payments. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear some uh, interesting minor league baseball names? Yeah, let's let's go through these names. This is from yeah. uh, this was passed on to me, but this is from Sir Yacht on Instagram. It's the ten funniest baseball team names of all time. So let me just kind of pull this up. So these are real names. Yeah, hold on. Mario side poodles. What in God's green earth oh, is that- a side poodle? I don't know, but somebody please give me one of their hats. Number nine, from my home state of Ohio, the Akron Rubber Ducks. Whoever decided to name a baseball team after a bath toy, good for you. Number eight are the Traverse City Pit Spitters. I once got Pit Spitters. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of the food. It it's got cherries as their dogs. logo. Number seven, the Burlington Sock Puppets. Sock Puppets. I want that hat. That never has to get drug tested. Number six, the Danville Dance. It, their mascot isn't even a mascot. It's, it's just, just a Dan. guy whose name is Dan. Number five are the San Antonio Flying Shanklas. What is a Shankla, you might ask? It's a flip-flop. It looks like a flip-flop. Whalers mm-hmm. throw at their grandchildren when they are misbehaving. Number four are the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I don't know I've if I should this. just be amazed ah, because you guys came up with a hilarious name mm-hmm. or terrified at the amount of drugs it must have taken for you guys to come up with it. Number three, the Missouri River Motorboaters. The Bismarck Farms. I like the motorboat. Melissa's shaking her head. I want motorboat in Dallas. Sure, yeah, right. And every time they score a run, the DJ is going to play. Number two are the Carolina Disco Turkeys. What is a Disco Turkey? Disco Turkey. Take all of my money. And number one, the Florence Yalls. What is their team name? A Yall. What is a Yall? A water tower. What? Wow. There you go. Disco Turkeys. It's a turkey. Okay, since this is radio, everybody could not see that. But if you you Google their logo right now, it's a turkey with a white leisure suit on. Well, it kind of looked more like a peacock, right? It did look a little more peacocky. Yeah, I think. But still, that's bitching, dude. It was pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty bitching. I think that trumps the Danville dance. Yeah, Danville Dan's is pretty fun, though. Wait, what was their mascot? Dan. A guy, just a guy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just Dan. 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 Yeah, just a regular guy. Hey, so, uh, Big Mike. Yes. I know you watched it, Big yeah. Ed. Did you watch uh, SRX action? SRX last night. Or did you get the, uh, you know... No, I, I watched. Clips. Oh, you did. We all watched last watched, night. Yes, that's the first. Yeah. So Ken Schrader, who never, no. he's very pissed. He's very pissed. I'm, he's not a fan of Paul Tracy. See, no. I like, 
Big Un understandably, because I guess this has been not just the first time. Well, I got to kind of showed a couple of clips. See, Big Ed never buries the lead. That's why I like working with this guy. Mm -hmm. Listen, so Paul Tracy has driven <laughs> rough for the last three seasons of SRX. Yes. He goes, wow, this race car has fenders on it. I'm going to use them. Yeah, but he, he really fucked up last night. I mean, that car pretty much disintegrated on impact. <laughs> this is costing Tony Stewart a lot of money the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Last night, I mean, there were some, um, uh, some real damage to some cars. Yes. There's one person I didn't recognize uh, the name, like um, – uh, Newton or New, New Thompson or something. He was running in the back. Oh, Newgarden. He's an Indy Fire. Oh, Joseph Newgarden. He's yeah, an Indy car. He's Indy car. Okay. He's never. He won, the he second won the time Indy, in a car Indy with Indy 500. Yeah. He's uh, he's uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, good Indy car driver. Yeah. Won he's, the 500. He's he's he didn't do too bad, but no, he's at the top of his game right now. I, yes. Honestly, I wouldn't. After last night watching it, um, I wouldn't ask Paul Tracy to be back. No. I, I think it's more important to, one, have Ken Schrader, and two, Paul Tracy, just kind of his attitude afterwards, he was a little, in my opinion, off flippant in the interview. And he took no ownership. Yeah, he's just going to do it again. You know, this is not a circuit where – Look, Robin's racing and it gets heated. Look, this is different. This is like an all-star. This is an all-star event. This is Pete right, Rose. but he said he had this like is, a half this a is, fender on him. He was behind him. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is like the equivalent of Pete Rose dropping his shoulder on Ray Fossey and just like ruining this guy's career in an all-star game. That means absolutely fucking nothing. It looked cool, but guess what? It didn't mean anything, and it ruined a guy's career. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask Paul Tracy back. No. There's I, like 600 guys you can call instead. Here's the thing. I think Paul Tracy has taken a little too much to heart. So he's kind of been the black hat the last couple seasons and continuing into the third season of SRX as the black hat guy, the bad guy, the guy that's causing issues, the guy that's um, causing controversy. And I think he's embraced that a little too much. And that was very apparent last night. And to piss off a guy like Kenny Schrader, Kenny's a pretty chill guy. Yes. And he's a racer's racer. And he's so, raced a, a lot of different type of cars. All kinds of race cars. Still races now on dirt. So it's it's not like you're getting a guy who's just been coming out of retirement to come out and race. And maybe he's he's a little rusty. This is a guy that races – Year after year. So to upset Schrader, I think that's pretty legitimate. And I think I think just the just the carnage with the race cars all season so far, the last all three races thus far this season, I think I think the sanctioning body, SRX, aka Tony Stewart and um, Ray Everham, they may be reconsidering who they invite to these events i mean bring back elio he's great out there he's fantastic uh, let me let me let me point this out and i've thought about this because I, I knew this was going to be a segment on the show do you know who impresses me and who i'd like to see in competition in nascar whether it's xfinity or cup racing marco andretti 
He was uh, he handled himself very he well. He handles himself. He was champion last year. Yeah. He does very well in stock cars. He's adopted. He's adapted, I should say. He's adapted to stock car racing very, very, very quickly. And uh, uh, do you know why? Not only because of the lineage, but he sits there and he does uh, the eye racing. Yeah. They asked he him, could be able to get to oh, a track? Yeah, he does his he does his homework. It's pretty interesting how he prepares for a, for an event. It was one of the I think it was in the first week, one of the segments. So I, I I'm impressed with Marco. I'd like to see Marco um running running some NASCAR races. Like I said, I think I think he's not that he's above the truck series as far as skill skill set. Um, I would like to see him run a little bit of a little bit of Xfinity and then dip his toe into Cup racing. I think yeah, get his feet, he, he can make get good, the feel for it. Yeah, I I think he can make a showing. Um, but overall, I'm enjoy enjoying Thursday Night Thunder's revital revitalization. It's something to look forward to on a Thursday night. Two hours yeah, I hope racing. they start bringing back the track champion too. They did that last season. They did that last year, and they did that the year before. Um, this year, it seems like they're just bringing different um, stars, and it's primarily NASCAR, which is okay with me. Yeah, uh, NASCAR stars, and we had Kenny Schrader. He ran didn't run last week. This tonight, this past night, he ran last week, last Thursday. Um, didn't, didn't have a great showing, but that's okay. Good to see him out there. He was having a good showing last hey, Clint, night. Clint, Clint. Did, did Schrader, did, did Kenny, Kenny, Wall, uh, Ken, wait, I'm sorry, Kenny Wallace. No, he wasn't racing. He didn't race last night. No, he no. raced, uh, Thursday before. Correct. Correct. Uh, Kyle Busch was the new entrant. Yeah. Yes. Kyle Busch. Not surprised. No, he's a wheel man. Yeah. Not yeah. surprised. But how about Clint Boyer? Just riding. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, they, Clint said, Boyer, they told him not to ride the apron. He's like, but no, he went really down there in the car. It, it worked. The car, <laughs> it, the car worked. It was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was really enjoying the battle with uh, Bush, Boyer, Tony. and Newman. Well, and then what Tony uh, was Tony, in there too. Yeah, Tony got and he listen, and Tony was getting bumped a couple times. I, I hats off to Tony for not like dumping people. Yes. Yeah. That would have been his instinct, NASCAR. Like, oh, yeah, well, it's his series. He's got to be the example now. He, yeah, yeah, sure. He has to be the example, and he sees the dollar signs. Yeah, but he was he was good. You know, I mean, it was mostly clean racing, uh, and when I say mostly, outside, you know, uh, Paul Tracy. There was another wreck, but I think it was a guy just kind of losing track of where it was in the the you know sliding up the track. Did it? Um... And if you notice, they're bringing their sponsors with them, and I think that's helping the series. That's, you know, I'll ask Kyle Busch to come. If he can come, he's going to bring, you know, he's going to help pay for his car. Yeah, did you see? Someone had a Florida Panthers. That was Kyle Busch. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty interesting. That's that's an interesting – I thought that was an interesting um, sponsor. I thought that was – I thought, you know, that's interesting. That could be a good crossover. Paul Tracy is a great sponsor. (laughs) Um, you know, having a sports team, you can tie, yeah. I don't know. Well, I you remember when good... Joe, remember when Joe Gibbs first got to NASCAR, his first few seasons, the NFL was a sponsor and, uh, Dale Jarrett wore a different team's helmet every race. Yeah. So, 
but no, did you see Florida Panthers there? Sure. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think it's good. Uh, it's it's positive. Boyer seems. I love Clint Boyer's enthusiasm last night. He's he's uh, he's entertaining, for sure. And uh, I know you guys noticed this as Kyle Busch got out of the car, he got a lot of cheers. I think uh, I think NASCAR's new boo man is Denny Hamlin. Oh boy, did he get it! Yeah, I was he, just going to say he got. He, he finally turned babyface. Yes, this in the if we can take wrestling terms to NASCAR, uh, Kyle Busch is a babyface now. He's no longer a heel. Yeah. yeah, he he made a face. Denny Hamlin got lampooned by the fans. Oh, oh my god! Denny Hamlin made a big heel turn. Well, he's always been a heel. I think he's always walked the line, but he made a big heel turn. Yeah, because he kind of got the old booarooski last week. Yeah, they don't fucking like him or his PJs. No, Aww. yeah, they're like fuck you, Hamlin, and your PJs. Yeah, you wet your PJs. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. That's a guy with what he did in the race at New Hampshire on Sunday. Okay, so he ran Kyle Kyle Bush or not Kyle Bush, Kyle Kyle Larson up the track, kind of took away his lane. Just own it, man. Just say what you did. Don't don't make any well, he made some bad decisions. No, I took his lane away. I was racing for the win. I'm going to do what it takes to win these races. If he said that, I don't think he, people would have as much hatred for him if he's just real. Or, or at least say something funny. Like, I was just racing up to tell him how I'd save 15% of my auto insurance. Yeah. Or he's like, waka, waka, waka. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. But Denny deflects it. And I think that's, I think that's why. He's another guy that doesn't know how to look in the mirror and say, you know, I could be part of the problem. Nah. No. Not no. this fucking guy. Well, they they said um, he he went to the Rusty Wallace School of fucking uh, broadcasting. Well, Rusty, Kyle Larson. I wouldn't even compare him to Rusty Wallace. Nah, no, I no, but I, I Rusty I was at least a little bit likable, you know. No, Rusty was likable, but he was a big crybaby. Oh yeah. So, aka Crusty Wallace. Crusty yeah. Wallace. Well, <laughs> you, you hung in there with that fucking Pontiac, driving that fucking shoebox around, when everyone else had. You know, hey, streamlined front ends. And little, little known fact, he was actually driving around in a four-cylinder Grand Am. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Plastic Sorry, Mike's looking at me. He's like, like how dare you? Here's a Grand Prix, you son of a bitch. Wow. Yeah. Grand Am. He was in a Sunfire. It was a Sunfire. AKA It was Grand Orgasso. That's why he was doing those mileage races. He get his parts from the Goodies Dash series. Yep. <laughs> they had they had Sunfires in the Dash series. Yeah, back in the 90s, they ran the... Uh, yeah, yeah they, I, I saw the... I've seen the Dash yeah. series run at Daytona, and I saw them when there was Lakeland, USA oh. Speedway. I saw the Dash series run out there. Is that track still out there? No, the track's gone. I was going to say, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was a good racetrack. So... Um, yeah, Denny Ham- Hamlin just doesn't own it. I think if he just owned shit... He'd he'd be. Are he they, would be accepted more now. Larson did everybody catch in the interview. Larson 
last Sunday mm. said, well, if you're Denny's friend, you always know Denny's always right. So yeah. he's, it's exactly what he's like, saying. And, wow. he's not gonna, and he's not going to say sorry. He's not he going to say no sorry. Yep. Yeah. So Larson pretty much threw and they're buds. They're buds off track. They go play golf yeah. together and. Larson said that, huh? Yeah. So, new boob man, Hamlin, new cheer man, Bush. That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Hey, big Mike, you can't miss any more shows for the rest of the year. Some Sometimes I just don't feel like talking for 30 minutes. I like to just sit here and listen. And, sit here and listen. And make, well, co- I- and make comments. Yeah, that's my job. Comments. You're the, You're the comment man. Big Ed yeah. is Big Ed was hired for comments. Yeah, I was hired. Not, because, not a co-host. No, Casey's like, come on, I can't carry. I could hear him. Yes, last week, I can't keep carrying you. Say something, something. Where are all your jokes, joke man? That's I was right. dry last week. I was like a fucking lime. There was no juice. Well, I, I was hired for this show because, well, Casey you don't shut up. He's my friend. Oh, yeah, I know. Hey, speaking uh, of joke man, uh, sweet Melissa and I saw. Dan Soder. Uh, How was live, it? Live at uh, uh, Side Splitters. During oh, the- yeah? He did a, He just did a Wednesday night. He did a one-night one engagement. Uh, packed house. Uh, he was hysterical. He's got, he, I guess he's got a uh, special that's coming out soon. So uh, m- mostly new material. And uh, He's probably warming it up. Yeah, warming it up. It was pretty good. So, you yeah. know, I, I wasn't familiar with the MC. Uh, but they had uh, this guy, Cam Bertrand, who I'd seen actually numerous times. And he actually he's going to headline this Sunday. And he's been on AGT, which is wild because I remember this guy kind of starting out here in Tampa. Um, and he's kind of kind of making it a little bit and, uh, you know, touring and hitting the road. And then uh, his his feature or lead in was Dan St. Germain folks. If you're not familiar with the guy, funny, uh, funny as well. I think he's a Philly comic, but a uh, pretty funny guy, but uh Dan Soder was hysterical. Good show. And uh, then we saw a movie. What'd you see? Oh, did we see a movie? We saw, the, we saw the movie of the summer. Which Barbie subway called it. Yep, it subway, was, it, he said it was going to be a juggernaut. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, yes, Barbie know? was a juggernaut of a movie. Yeah, I mean they, oh they did. Did they you did. really go see Barbie? I, no, I, I was like, a, are you being? I mean, I'm being a wise listen, ass. Listen, their ticket sales on Monday, the Monday after the weekend, yeah. was 27 million. You can't, you can't shit on that. Can't, can't shit on Barbie. No. <laughs> listen, but, but again, they're, all they're, jokes aside, am I surprised? Absolutely not. No. I am. Are you really? Come I on. Was the girl that was like, who listen. cares about Barbie? Sweet Melissa, that is, Barbie has such a place in many women's lives. I mean, shit, man. about that for me, but it was Really? Uh, There's got to be some. It's been part of pop culture since the 50s. Since the 60s, yeah, man. Well, we all know how sweet Melissa is with pop culture. I don't know about any of it. So it's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, on uh, History Channel, there's a show, The Toys That Built America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's one they with Mattel. And one of the, so whether this really happened or not, the I forget the guy's name who ran Mattel, him and his wife. He goes, do you really think 
Mothers are going to buy daughter, their daughters a doll with breasts. These <laughs> <laughs> Barbie does have some big hooters, man. Yeah. I forgot. Hootered up. Did. Yeah. You uh, forgot. They, 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 you know what? There's a I lot. didn't. There's it's not a kids movie. Yeah. It's, it's 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 not at all. It's well, we'll throw it out there. Tell what's the premise of this film? So well, Barbie lives in her land and she's a toy. Right. She lives in Barbie land and you know, there are numerous Barbies. You know, and they're all named Barbie because <laughs> that's how it is. There's a hundred Barbies out there. Right. I mean, you have the, and she, Margot Robbie is the, mm-hmm. and they call her stereotypical Barbie. <laughs> stereotypical but you have Barbie. Dr. Barbie, you know, Senator was, Barbie. Was there, the, you know, was this, there this Malibu thing. Barbie? Uh, I don't remember that, but there, there might've been a reference. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that, that's I mean, the Barbie she, I remember. Is she's me. got the dream house. She's got right. the Corvette. But then, like, same thing with the Kens. There's, like, they're all Kens. Dozens of Kens. But then there's this one guy. He's like, I'm Alan. Uh, I'm just trying to get out of here, you know. And uh, it's played by Michael Sierra. He's really funny. But then there's, like, a crossover. Somehow the the Barbies are connected to the kids that play with them. And this child had weird feelings. So she needs to get to the real world to figure out what's going on. Because, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, hanging out with the Barbies. Like, do you guys ever think about death? And then, you know, whatever. Wow. Well, because she's a toy. Yeah. I mean, even, like, when they – they're in their world, they have, like, very dumb conversations because they're toys. Of course. They're played by kids, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they talk they have, like children. They have children-type conversations. Correct. It, very, very, so the mov- movie was well done then. Yeah, I think it was really funny and entertaining. I mean, um, for the eyes, there's just a lot of stuff going on and colors Hmm. and the set design. But, um, you know, in the end, it was a sweet movie. The the stuff with the Kens is hysterical because they come to the real world. And uh, spoiler alert, you know, everyone, uh, if you don't want to just turn off for a minute. And then they're like, oh, this world's awesome. You know, in the other world... You know, Barbie ignores us over here. We're the shit. We work out. You know, you you know, everyone's the guy. You know, there's wow. posters of men everywhere you look. Like yeah, all the sports guys and all the politicians. It was, and it was pretty fun. Hmm. And then Will Ferrell's the CEO of Mattel, <laughs> right? And then he goes to Barbie Land. It's 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 good. It is so. Like, and then I, somehow they tie in the creator of uh, of Barbie, which would. Rhea Perlman's character. Yes. Um, oh, so the the movie was well thought out. Yeah, I I think I look. There's there's feigned outrage out there, but it's Barbie. How can you be mad at Barbie? Well, there are dickwads that just want people to be mad for I don't know. It's fucking Barbie. Exactly. It's, it, a, it's a toy. No, it's a no toy one. That no one play, anyone's going to head and watch a movie. Yeah. Just don't watch the movie. I had no desire to see the movie. And I'm just go to your so book burning, you know. Glad that two days into Casey talking to me, little bits here and there about it. That you were oh, persuaded? I kind of want to see it. Like, even then, I was like, I'll see it. Like, I'm not, I don't have to see it. Now, I Melissa, own it. when you were a little girl. Oh, I had Barbie's galore. Okay. So even even having Barbies galore growing up, that did not motivate you to see the film. No, nope, not at all. I didn't understand. I didn't know what the movie could have been about. 
I didn't get it. It Let me sounds like they did a good job because it, that that could be a big flopperooski. Yeah. Listen, it could have yeah. been a big pile of dog shit. And I'll tell you because I've seen a lot of these like video game movies yeah. yep. and almost all of them are horrible. They shit the bed. Horrible. But they got a good uh, writer, director, this uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, she did a lot of indie films and, you know, it was pretty well thought out. It was very well. So you, you, it depends on who helms the project, uh, too. And then, you know, you just cast well, and there's a lot of good little cameos through it. And old John Cena. Oh, Cena was in it. <laughs> Cena, Cena's got a great role in it. Um, let me ask you this. When you went to see the film, were there any young ladies, like kids, that went to see the film? Wearing I wouldn't pink, say, yes. No, I wouldn't say, like, children, but now we went to a later show. Later show, so that, that's hard to say. But adults, mostly female, yeah. um, but all wearing pink. Um, oh, really? Like down for it? Like yeah, going yeah, in, yeah, yeah. All I mean, in Barbie style. All in. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Everybody was can't hate on that. I'm a toy guy. Fun. I can appreciate that. So it was really fun. But there were quite a few couples, which I thought was nice. Yeah. You know. There were. But it was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, theater was back. But Oppenheimer did well in the theaters too. You had two movies that did. There's a movie very that's well. taken some heat. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it's 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 a very heady topic, and a it lot is. of people are talking about it. And I'm like, well, you got to understand the context of it, and you know. Well, you know, it's the perspective that you're coming at the film. Yeah. Uh, some some folks are saying you're not focusing on the victims. Or the people affected by it, the well, Japanese. People. Someone's always going to be crying about something. Hundred percent, they get hundred percent. Well, my my problem with that is like, all right, take a step back and let's talk about the hundred thousand Chinese that got bulldozed by mm-hmm. the Japanese oh, a yeah. few years before. Look, that, that, well, it, 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 it's all there. Well, yeah. let's talk about if there was an invasion of Japan, the great loss of life bad. on both sides, both for the Allies and the Axis. There would have been the Japanese government had spun up the Japanese public in such a fear of Americans that when we showed up in Okinawa, women were taking their kids and throwing themselves off the cliff Mm -hmm. with their own kids. Because they were just uh, convinced that we were there just to butcher the men or just the children and the women. Right. In reality, uh, there could be nothing further from the truth. And that's not why we, you know, in that scenario, we were there. Uh, but yeah, going to mainland China would have been just absolutely devastating. Mainland Japan. Or I'm sorry. Close enough. I got you. As it was. That's why I'm the co-host. Yes. So that's a film I want to see. I'm intrigued by Barbie now. Mm-hmm. I'm intri- it, it, I'll tell you. It'll it be was, on video. I'll wait. It, it was more entertaining than you would think. I for real want to own it. And I want to Well, there you go. Sweet Melissa, who was... Not enthused at all, leaves the theater wanting the film. For real. For real, for real, for real not for, for fake. Real for real wanting to own it, not just wanting to own it. Oh, there was a reference to Skipper, though. Was there? Yeah. That's Barbie's little sister. Yeah. No Skipper, though? Skipper didn't make an appearance in the film? I don't know if she actually talked, but they showed her a couple times. Mm. Yeah. Skipper. I'll tell you this, Mattel got their their mileage out of Barbie still. Mm-hmm. 
I, they made a big comeback this year. Yep. Sure. Yep. Uh, just think what this film's going to develop, what kind of sales this film's going to create. Mm-hmm. There's a, I think there's going to be a whole new interest in Barbie. Mm-hmm. Current toys, vintage toys. Barbie shit's going to blow up in the next year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Especially, I, I guarantee in the next. Oh, six the months. collector stuff. Oh, the collector thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think with this film, with the with the people who the girls who grew up, and even I don't know, guys, I don't know, girls who pl- played with Barbie. I'm trying to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know guys will buy Barbie. I don't know if there's guys who buy Barbie shit, well, but I think I mean, there is. But anyway, people who are Barbie enthusiasts yes. or, or were a Barbie enthusiast at one time as a kid, the, these women are going to go out and buy the shit out of some Barbie stuff. I guarantee you, eBay right now, Barbie shit's on fire. Mm. I'm not going to buy Barbies. I just want to own the movie. No? Yeah. I mean, if I had kids, it might be a different story. I might be buying Barbies. All right. You know. No no desire to buy back your childhood. No. No? no. Well, I'm still buying back my childhood. <laughs> you can buy your childhood? Well, <laughs> toys for your childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't buy your childhood. That kind of comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Now we live in reality. Not in Barbie world anymore. Not in Barbie world, dude. Barbie land. No. Not so much. No. I live in slot car world. Slot car world? (laughs) I like slot car world. I could live there. (laughs) So, but no, this is this, again, I think this is maybe one of your better, sounds like, I haven't seen the film, but I'm going to take your word for it. You're going to love it. This is one of your better takes on saying, hey, let's take something from the past and make it current and make a film out of it or a TV show, in this case, a film. Where there there's some success, yeah, and I mean, they tackle on like you know how people viewed Barbie, not always in a positive light, and you know they like it, it was a fun movie, cool, you know? and, good to uh, know. So there you go, everybody out in podcast land, radio land, naughty radio land. No, no political agenda here. Just go see Barbie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yep. If you're a dude or a chick. Just go see Barbie. Just have fun. And if not, you can watch Beach Blanket Bingo instead. And then and you just can watch the 80s. With, with Annette? Yes. Or the 80s, Back to the Beach. Mm-hmm. Which we I remember watch. that movie. I think I went to the theater to see that one. I, I don't know if I saw that in the theater. I think maybe I waited to cable on that one or something. I don't remember. I, I, I Back to the Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Annette. Frankie. Yep. Pee Wee Herman. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is a word. <laughs> I, share, I shared the Pee Wee Herman, Mr. Bungle, uh, <laughs> the lunchroom one. With the, We had this group chat in the uh, slot car world, and we were talking about this guy named Cheatin' Charlie. Like, don't be a Cheatin' Charlie. Someone said that, and I took out. I found the old Mr. Bungle video. It says, don't be a Mr. Bungle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kid goes to the bathroom and he forgets to wash his hands. And Mr. Bungle wouldn't wash his hands. And little Jimmy goes and he washes his hands. You know, and then Mr. Bungle doesn't know how to behave in the lunchroom. That's pretty good. That was all from the uh, Pee Wee Herman show. Yes. Yes, it was. 
Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was his playhouse. Good TV show. Wait, Mr. Bungle is on Pee Wee? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't that show, didn't Pee Wee's Playhouse get nominated for some Emmys? I'm sure, like, for a daytime Emmy. Yeah. I think everyone wins a daytime Emmy, though, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I don't think it's that hard. Oh, shit. I was kind of proud for Pee Wee. I was thinking about submitting us. I think we can win some daytime Emmys at this podcast. Probably can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. With our award-winning journalism, are you kidding? Our journalism yeah. is fucking amazing. The the award to the best ham and egger, Subway yeah. Slam. Yeah. <laughs> the king of cut and paste, Big Ed. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, I guess Subway's going to change his name legally so you get free uh, uh, sandwiches that are bereft of tuna for life. Really? <laughs> yeah, so Subway, Subway wants to pay people to change their name legally. And pay them in sandwiches. Not Damn, Subway's Subway. almost there. Dude, Subway. people that like that tuna fish at Subway, they really do. I, I, I like it, Big Ed. <laughs> oh, it's right. fucking okay. great. And, 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 in case you said tuna fish, I'm like, dare I go there? I'm like, okay. I knew right. Mike be like a like a fly a moth to the flame. A moth no, to like the a, flame. Seventy three no, like Mets. A, I'm pretty sure like a fly to the moth is the same. <laughs> fly, fly, fly to the, to the shit. Fly to the yeah, like, tar paper. Yep. Big like fresh fly. turd sitting in the yard. Like a fly to the turd. Fly to the turd. Well, as, what as Subway, the turd turns. So Subway is now cutting fresh cold cuts, I guess. Isn't that? I, I got a Subway ad in my junk mail referencing that. <laughs> but there's a show. No, no. You know what though? It's like a, you know, like a kid's toy or something. It's like a fake slicer. It's already pre-sliced. <laughs> right. It just kind of goes through Yeah. What are they like almost do? like a easy bake oven, you know, They're gonna have to it's change just a really stuff. powerful light bulb. Yeah. Uh, not, not to go off track, but there's like a saying when like people like, um, you know, uh, honey attracts more flies or something like that. Honey, like, uh, you can attract more flies with, with honey, honey than vinegar. Right. And I'm like, well, you can attract more flies with shit too. That's yeah. true. And you don't so, have to bring it. <laughs> if shit's sweet, you don't even have to like put it in your backpack or anything. You know, like the honey and, you have to. And it gets a little sticky. could be a mess. Well, shit can be You drop a deuce, it's again. over. <laughs> Keep going. And this is why I was always in trouble in school. Because they were dropping the deuce. No, they were telling you you track more flies with honey. I'm like, yeah, you track the same amount of flies with shit. Too. I wonder if you can probably track more because they shit. really yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, they, they really like, like it. They like shit. Honey is going to attract bees. See, yeah, and actually, the science ants. all wrong. More ants, a lot of ants. Yeah, yeah, the, fire, and, the little farrow ants. They're they're hard to get rid of, and 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 possibly bears. Mm. And and, oh, yeah. and if you and if you had and bear, women, bears are a problem this time of year. They're, they're thinking about opening up uh, bear hunting, which they haven't done. I think they said since '89. Well, you know, and then if you have for real, yeah, for real, for real. Oh, because of those picnic people leave these picnic baskets playing around. I'm telling you, fucking Yogi and that boobs, they like picnic baskets. They don't. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, if people, you have fried chicken, you are in trouble. Yeah, you'll see them floating in the air, just led by their nostrils by the little food vapors. Yes. It's like a secret power. Yeah. Like it just 
Put away the food, folks. Put away the food. Like I can smell Chili's fajitas, and I'm like, I wonder if that would that weft can take me to the chair. And it doesn't work. Uh, try. I'm telling you. I want it to happen. I want to float to a fajita. Extra that, cheese that and chili, that, that, the, the, Those chili fajitas, they do kind of sell themselves, though. Yeah. When you hear do that, you know the so chilies kind of on back. 436 over by Auga's uh, closed. We saw yes. Not- Unbelievable. Yeah, we we heard that. You got to really fuck up to to close a Chili's. You know what I mean? It, it, well, here uh, here's the thing. You you wonder if they owned the building, and if they didn't, if they were kind of strong armed out, at, you know, uh, via rent because of uh, the school there. Uh, being, yeah, yeah, you make a point. You know, that, there's something else out in front there that's that's dead too. Crispers. Yeah, well, I don't know what it was. It's been closed since I've been out here. Uh, Grady's. Oh, Grady's. It used to be a Grady's over there. I remember Grady's. They yep. had a pretty good New York strip. And you could get black eyed peas there. Yep. And then. Um, I think Arugas is the only one open there, and I don't know how well they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're never busy. I don't know. They have a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger on a glazed donut, which you like. No, that sounds kind of no. good. It's like the maple bacon donut. Yeah, it, it's pretty delicious. It sounds very fair, like. It's sure that's- very. It you know what? It's nice. It's a nice change to a menu. He's like. Glazed donut with with a hunk of beef Wait, and there cheese peanut and peanut butter on it too. What peanut? You know peanut butter on a hamburger is pretty good. Not not on this one. This is like a, like a bacon no, no, no. cheeseburger. Just the bun not is a glazed a donut. donut. No no no. But I'm saying if you get like a like on a regular bun, like a hamburger with peanut butter on it. That sounds crazy. I've seen it's, it on a menu. It, it is like Elvis approved. It is Elvis yeah. approved. Oh, it's God. very delicious. I can see that thing sticking to the roof of your mouth and trying to have a conversation on your date. Like, no. Maybe they have that at a... They have it at Ford's Garage. Do they really? Oh, yes. Oh, that is where I've seen it. Yep. Very delicious. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you off topic? How long are they going to milk this Roman Reigns thing? Uh, about as long as he's been champion. Yeah, it's just getting really fucking old. He doesn't do anything. I'm surprised he's not getting fat. He hasn't. I've never seen this guy wrestle only on pay per views. Yeah. Well, I th- I think they're trying to wrap it up here soon. Um, I don't know. Maybe we got to <clears throat> wait to the next WrestleMania. Unfortunately. Does That's what we said the last one. I know. Watch Tacoma FD. Do you, okay. do you guys watch Tacoma FD? On, I have not uh, seen it. True TV. Oh. Is it? A, is it? It's a, like Mayberry a, RFD. No, no, no. It's a. It's a. It's a comedy. Hmm. It's a sitcom. Wait, they made a joke about Mayberry RFD, but they changed the name. I don't remember. When they were, they said also. Somebody's Academy. It sounded like Grey's Anatomy. Oh, right. Um, anyways, uh, to answer everyone else's question, Tacoma FD is by a couple guys that were from the comedy troupe. Um, 
uh, the Broken Lizard that did like Super Troopers and right. Beer Fest. So they're firefighters, a couple of them, you know, and they work in a firehouse and, you know, shenanigans. But I That's a half that. hour, um, you know, sitcom, but it's on True TV. It just, just came back for season three. That's because pre- the one guy stopped working and got a cush job and his ass got huge. Yes, he was he was working as an advisor, you know, like a technical advisor, right? On a on a show, and to like, you know, a a meteorite is in this person's chest, and he's like, you know, I think that would actually burn through him, and uh, he wouldn't be alive. So, no, no, no. My recommendation is that we do this. Yeah. So he's trying to tell the director, and they're like just ignoring him. And I think they're making fun of like the uh, these new nine one one shows because yeah. they're they're fucking ridiculous. Because I think the one episode a meteor did hit somebody mm-hmm. or something. Right. That's awesome. You are right. Because <laughs> that is the dumbest show. And oh, uh, nine one one is like no, a, no, not, yeah, yeah. 9-1-1. That that nine one one is a crisis. Is a stupid, ridiculous crisis every episode. It, like far fetched. Oh, that was the one. Listen, if you watch that show, folks. <laughs> You are a retard. Whatever city that's in, I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think L.A. and then they got one in Houston for Rob Lowe. uh, Isn't that a Texas one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that is Tsunami, the one episode. They had one episode that I saw where, like, there was an earthquake and the people were trapped in a building and people were sliding off the building. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so believable. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, there's going to be dinosaurs mm-hmm. that attack. That attack. That would make more sense. That they, <laughs> like it opened like a wormhole and dinosaurs come running. So nine one one. What's your emergency? Uh, there's yeah, wormholes in my back fucking yard. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> it's a pterodactyl. Yeah. I, I would watch that. <laughs> It looks like the one on the Flintstones, but this one's got fucking teeth. <laughs> and he's not saying something funny. Or <laughs> it's no yabba dabba do. Yeah. It's Mitch McConnell. He's old as a fucking dinosaur, and he's just standing there looking, staring. Dude, uh, Mitch McConnell froze at the podium. I think he had a senior moment. They had to like, pull him off the podium. Yeah, they, time, talk. time yeah. to retire. He was shitting yeah. his pants. Like literally, like, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh oh, brown stains. <laughs> like like he didn't know where he was. I think he I, got the like, I would just like every time like his entrance like Mister Brownstone, you know. But I changed the reference. I'm like it's not heroin. It's about him shitting his pants. <laughs> this is why there should be term limits. I think he seriously had a stroke right yeah, there. That's a whole nother. no. No, he he stroked a turd in his pants. <laughs> That's that that's a very senior thing to do. About? Like, yeah. look, it's okay. He was thinking so more like, Mama, may I have more petite? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Petite marshmallow about hot cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was thinking. And then uh, one of the other centers just like kind of pulled off. They're like, it's going to be, you can hear him whispering, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. As, he, as he puts a clothespin on his own fucking nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, it just sometimes you got to know when to hang up your fucking jock, okay? I mean, fucking Jesus. Anyways, we're not we're not a political fucking thing. I'm just just saying. 
fucking if you're gonna take a turd just at an observation we're gonna make fun of you and yeah. if you're a woman then sometimes you gotta hang up the clit it's it's all right it's just it's a passage of life you know hang it up just hang it up close up the beat curtains that's right yeah close shop yeah say goodbye to those piss flaps oh boy <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, big yeah, ass. it's rock, rock and roll, roll retrospective. Take it away, big. What ass. a transition! Meat flaps, piss flaps to uh, Pink Floyd metal. Yeah, come full circle. Sure. So, Pink Floyd metal is the sixth studio album by the English rock band Pink Floyd, released by Harvest Records. The album was re- produced between the band's touring commitments from January to August of 1971 at a series of locations around London, including now the Abbey Road Studios and Morgan Studios. So now the band needs to record the next album with no clear or concise material or any direction. They start playing around with different sounds, which eventually inspired the album's signature track and eventual style, Echoes. Later albums would be more conceptual with lyrics written entirely by Roger Waters. Metal was a group effort with with lyrics primarily by Waters, and is considered a traditional album between the Sid Barrett influence group in the late 1960s and the Waters led era music. I'd say they did all right with that sound. At the time, Abbey Road Studios was equipped with only an eight track multi track recording facility, which the band found insufficient for their increasing technical demands for their project. They moved their equipment or their best efforts, they went to. Um, uh, fucking cocked. Transfer, yeah, yeah, including the opening that becomes Echoes to a 16 track similar to those studios in London, uh, namely Air and Morgan in West Hampstead. Uh, they resume their work with the advantage of more flexible recording equipment. These tracks do have a myriad of sounds, a bit is a little more solidified than the predecessor, which is Adam Hart Mother. And with the addition of the 16 track, the band could record in segments instead of playing it all at one time like they did on Adam Hart Mother. This really helped them perfect the sound. For example, the song Echoes was recorded that way and took three months to compose and record. Upon its release, it did really well in the UK and the rest of Europe, where there was a strong following. As where in the US, there was a lack of marketing and no singles. Here's a band with a high credibility factor, no airplay. Led them to only 200,000 album sales initially but eventually would go two-time platinum in the U.S. Critics were kind to this album, and even Rolling Stone got this one right, adding the praise of Gilmore for shaping the sound and becoming a real force in the band. Billy Corrigan said of Pink Floyd at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, referring to the period following Sid Barrett's exit from the group that really sounded like a band unsure of where to go. It wasn't until this record that they put out called Metal that it suddenly all the sound had changed. You know, galloping horses and astral planes, using and synthesizing something that's never been recreated. He nails it. Big Ed Ed has always said this as well, because Big Ed says so. And on November 29, 1971, one of these days was released as a seven-inch single in the U.S. with Fearless on the B-side. One of these days and Echoes were performed live at Pompeii. Metal was later certified gold by the uh, record recording industry on 29 October of 73, and then double platinum on uh, March of 94. Following the added attention garnered by the band's later success in the U.S., 
The album has six tracks and clocks in at 46 minutes and 47 seconds. The album starts out with one of these days, you hear swirling wind fade in an, uh, in an ostinato bass line, uh, meaning persistently repeats in the same musical voice, frequently in the same pitch, kind of like the keyboards on Bob O'Reilly. For which the song was built around, Gilmore's guitar sounds like an assault with the water's bass line. A steady force keeps Nick Mason rollicking in the kit. This allows Rick White's keyboards the holes that are left and gets filled by him. At the end of the bridge, you hear Nick Mason chime in, one of these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces. This was aimed at Sir Jimmy Young and his BBC radio show, and the band would criticize his babblings. So they would make a collage of sound bites and play it before each show. Hence the line, one of these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces. And with a soft wind bearing, her transitions into pills of the wind. A slow tempoed love song with the acoustic as the star, electric guitar accenting the song. Yes, David Gilmore, double duty on guitars. Warder's subtle rolling bass line makes this a keeper. Fearless. Another soft and slow tempoed song with acoustic highlights with Nick Mason with a crisp and steady percussion that help move the song along. While David Gilmore takes on vocal duties, and at the end, we get a little help included from the field recording of Liverpool Fan Club in the cop singing anthem, You'll Never Walk Alone. San Tropez, by contrast to the other tracks, this jazz is a jazz-inflected pop song with shuffle tempo written and arranged by Waters with his developing style of breezy, off-the-cuff type songwriting. The song was inspired by the band's trip to South of France in 1970. Seamus, Pink Floyd uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically displayed their sense of humor with the Seamus, a pseudo-blues novelty track featuring Steve Marriott's dog, for whom Gilmore was dog-sitting. He's howling along with the music. Echoes, this epic 23-minute song, which would define their sound for the rest of the decade, really shows the band firing on all eight cylinders with a finely tuned four-barrel quadrat, opening the secondaries very subtly, and really gets the vibe of what Pink Floyd is all about. Mood music, with intricate jams uh, sessions that change tempo, with a vocal duet of David Gilmore and Rick Wright of a delivery not heard of before. If you've ever eaten mushrooms and listened to this, it is for a sure spiritual journey. This is why I would tell Casey that Roger Waters is the riff master and David Gilmore is just carving through like he is skiing on fresh powder. And Rick Wright is pulling out the stops and glad to be part of the music. This is magic. There's a 14-minute instrumental that you can get lost in with riffs. And then there's a, synth there's a synthesized montage of sounds being environmentally uh, swirled and fused with animals as well as it slowly as Rick Wright plays the piano chord backwards through the filter that sounds like the submarine chime would make. The band slowly comes back to life, kind of bringing your mind a little closer to reality. And as the band is preparing to get back to the original riff and brings it full circle with Gilmore and Wright without missing the step, pick up where they left off vocally and I'm blown away. The vocals make you feel what the music is saying. Truly a masterpiece. And it is a must listen if you really need to unwind. All I could say is well done, fellas. Everyone showcases their skills and talents and leave nothing on the table and let the music manipulate your imagination and leave you wanting more. That is what I got out of this. Dilo and I would listen to this for hours and, and try to say what we thought this was, was about and we'd argue over it. That was 40 years ago. And today we were both right. The music is what it is to the individual and brings on different feelings, thoughts, and emotions. 
And if done right like this album, Pink Floyd Metal, it all happens at once. You want to show something, there is no wrong answer. For this and many more reasons, this is going to get five and three and a half Montecitos. This is one album that started with the Duke Boy of Nessaquag and never left the rotation. After all, you cannot go down the Winona Lakes Intermediate Slope in the General Lee without cranking one of these days just to be able to sing out one of these days. I'm going to cut you into little pieces and laughing at the passengers not being fearless. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Back to back, Pink Floyd. Yeah, this was a good one for me. Yeah, I mean. Kind of therapeutic. Well, I mean, you knew what I was up to Saturday morning as I was getting ready for work. I I just go right to, uh, and, and for folks uh, at home, if you've never seen the concert movie uh, live uh, from Pompeii or live at Pompeii with Pink Floyd, I mean, do do watch it. Just It's probably the most Pink Floyd concert you'll ever see in your life. They play for the ghosts of Pompeii. In an old Coliseum. And the sound is amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. on YouTube. No, listen, it's cool. They, yeah. They they play their hearts. I think out, it's bli- and, I mean, and it sound, looks like it's in the middle of summer in Pompeii, blistering hot. They're just sweating balls and just playing. Playing for yeah. no one. The ghost of Pompeii, but there's not a physical person other than the people recording the show. Yeah. The crew. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I like this album. And it's funny, I had heard an interview this week with Bennington on a guy that was working concurrently uh, on, I, I guess there's a new documentary on Sid Barrett. And the guy starts talking about, he's like, well, metal's like the album that they kind of start finding their own sound because of Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett wrote, primarily their music and then when he is kind of out of the band uh you know they they they're kind of rudderless for a while which were the albums in between you know like the one we just yeah it seems like you know it seems it was, like adam hart mother it, they were kind of finding the building blocks they needed and this one they right. were able to and, put it together and they you know before it was just like trying to figure out what they were doing and they're doing uh, a lot of experimental stuff like Uma Guma and, you know, uh, more and uh, the, the, the movie soundtrack, but metal's definitely the sound of Pink Floyd. And that'll take them yeah, all the way to the wall, you know? Yeah, for sure. Pretty polished, but still raw sure. in nature. I, I love this album. That's a great album. It's uh, I think it's it's got to you know if you like Pink Floyd, it's got to be you know in the collection. Yeah, I don't know how many times I listened to this on mushrooms. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this will take you places you've never been. Got no money for vacay? Right. Go pick some shrooms, sit in the room, put on some Pink Floyd metal. You'll go around the world. They have no passport required. <laughs> Just don't leave the house. They'll tell your neighbor what's going on because he's going to call someone. They're going to do a welfare check on you. (laughs) Yeah. 
We should sit at the uh, Tampa Palms place and and do this. That sounds like time well spent. Seemed like it. <laughs> Felt yeah. like it. Not much else going on that night. Well, That's hey. why you see. It wasn't. It wasn't. I a got a CDB's shout out. Night, you know what I mean. Oh. Right, right, right. CDBs. I miss CDBs. What a good restaurant. Well, Big Ed would do a different version of CDBs, like the after hours, the after hanging hours out in the it. bar. The they had an eleven. They had eleven to two happy hour. Eleven at night till two in the morning, and that was like just the spot. Yeah, that's the that's wow. a good time to really roll out the happy. Yeah, hour, you know, yeah. really. They're going for a different demographic. They're going for. A, you they got to be college different. kids and uh, restaurant workers. Sure, Dude, the place would be packed. Of course, it would be. They had the coolest really? bar. You ever been up in that bar? Were you old enough at that time? No, no. That that one was closed by the time I was old enough. No. No. That JJ Higgins, yeah. all the old uh, haunts of Tampa were gone by the time I was old enough, except OBs. But the new OBs is not nah, the same. No, nah, not like it's... OBs. Yeah, nah. The original Carrot OBs. Anyways, I digress. So what we do on this show? Uh, Big Mike, you had something to say. I have a shout out. He's got a shout out. I got a shout out. We have a new listener. Oh, all right. So... I haven't even looked at the My boss at my, at my day job... No. Yes. Oh, great. So, David, this is Big Mike coming at you. Thank you for listening. I know you secretly, secretly like going to Paradise Lakes. (laughs) So, on your way to Paradise Lakes, listen to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats on WBCS Radio. David, thank you for listening. Yay. There you go. Thanks for the shout out. Shout out to Cadillac. Thanks for not warranting my rear end on my ATS. David, just thought I'd say that. Well, welcome. Well, to the he wasn't. He wasn't. Welcome. welcome. Welcome to the show. Oh, God. Uh, here we go. There we go. Always nice to shit. That's what we do in the show. Now, you know, one thing I missed tonight without uh, our little subway is our, our list. Yeah. Yes. No, so, no, no list. No list. It's easy to do. Tell me a list you want. I got it pulled up. I got I got the oh, I got uh, the new and improved. I think what James would use Chad IA or AI. Right, this right, guy's, right. This guy's well, he, he just used it a couple uh, times. Claude. When when Casey said you had the top won. ten minor league teams, so I tight I said, Claude, give me some of your your best minor league oddball names. And it came up with the flying squirrels of Richmond. Sure. They had the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Sure. Uh, Asheville Taurus. I don't know. That's not too off the cuff. I, I uh, Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Actually, I know one of their pitchers, uh, Johnny Cantillo's boy. Uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Here's one I think they stole from the Simpsons, the Albuquerque Isotopes. Hartford sure. Yard Goats. Columbia Fireflies. My favorite Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I, I don't know the association. Oh. The uh, Akron Rubber Ducks. Now we heard that. Yep. Right New Orleans Baby Cakes and the Altoona Curve. 
like this his top 10 rock and roll is is more on the line of what we were what we were blurting out you big mike myself and uh sweet melissa like we we would have nailed the top 10 in two rounds that's why i sent so it's more realistic I, I don't know they they it is improved this is a brand new you know, artificial intelligence. I think the one that uh, Subway uses is a I, couple, three years so, old. So we are we replacing Subway with AI? The <laughs> Claude? I, I, maybe I Claude could fill in for him. That's all. Just tell him, don't don't worry. Take because, You look, need a look, week look. off? That's fine. We'll, uh, we, we'll get Yeah, Claude. we'll pretend like we're upset. Well, he, like, hey, Claude. He, here's the thing with Subway. Subway doesn't listen back to the show. So he won't know that Claude's not a person. Yeah, we'll just call him Claude. Yeah. Claude, what's your top ten? Like, hey, Claude. Claude had emailed us his top ten. Claude, you know. So you know what? If, he, if we know he doesn't listen, what would be a top ten you'll give him for next week? And I'll have Claude. I'll just keep. I can just save it to my desktop. And we'd be like, well, you know what Claude says? Who's Claude? Claude. Claude's oh, you know what? All right, Claude's just an influencer. Like kind of an e- uh, how about top 10 uh, stand-up comics? Okay, that's good. All right. Let's see if they pick up any... Uh, no, just anything controversial. Oh. So I hear Big Ed typing. Usually oh, yeah. I mute, He's but I, I couldn't away. wait to get started. I get, fuck, I get Here we go. Oh, yeah. He's just banging around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This microphone is, is, is good. Just, Chopping up. Oh, we got it's going already. Dave Chappelle. Oh, no, you're not supposed, supposed to say supposed it. To tell us. Yeah, it's supposed to be for next week. Next right? week. So we got Chappelle. Nice. We know we got at least one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, number ten. I, I'm just no. I'm don't disappointed even, already. No, just, That's okay. Just, no, no, you're good. Just, just, just but I'm already disappointed. Reiner, we know. The first nine, I get. But it's AI. Yes. So how are you dis- Yes. I, it, it, that's the problem. It's fucking AI. Yeah. I know. It's Paula Poundstone. Aren't no. Paula I would, I would, I would be better with Paula way. Poundstone than this fucking broad. Wow. Wait, what's Paula Poundstone? She's a comic. She had like she's a TV from Poundstone. show. Yeah. Poundstone. Accepted Stone. I would not, and I would not I, Poundtown. I Maybe. Would, the, exactly. Big Ed. That's the opposite of Poundtown in she my She would have been a great Flintstone character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pull a poundstone. Well, stone, you know, poundstone. I'm going to tell you. So, unless our name was Flint Rock, that would have been only better last name. I bought into my Uncle Joe's theory: eighteen to eighty, blind, crippled, or crazy. I'll take them all, except for Paula Poundstone. <laughs> all right, nice. Like, no, no, no. Leave on the tie. <laughs> no, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. You're out. I'm out on Paula Poundstone. Okay. Out. Out. Over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. You got that? I think I do. Oh, actually, you told me. Yeah, so I got that. Got that? Yeah, I got that. All right, all right. There you go. So, Paul Poundstone, she's out. What? What was her? Didn't she have a TV show? She had a television program. Uh, I think she did have a very short, short run, yeah, uh, sitcom. I mean, she was a big, uh, you know, stand-up. She had a weird voice, or has a weird voice. Sure. She's she's big in the eighties. 
through the nineties. And, and you can't knock it. I right? heard her. Oh, she was big. She was huge. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like Paul Delegato. Or oh, he's guy. massive. <laughs> I mean, see, look, he's almost as big as the state of Florida. It's pretty big. He's massive. <laughs> We're looking at our uh, meteorologist, but uh, obviously he's in space doing this telecast because he's over the state of Florida. It, would he be like pigs in space? So you can't see him at night because the sun's not out, but he's obviously there. Can't see him at night because the sun's not Well, out. I mean, if I looked outside right now, because he's in space, he's over right, it. Right. Whoa, he zoomed in. So I mean, he might like, block part of the moon. So he's kind of like an eclipse. He yes. causes, it's a it's a Paul Delegato eclipse. Yes. Oh, boy. So this is a newsman eclipse. The eclipse of Delegato, you know. Well, something's going on there by Lake Placid. Lake Placid, Florida, huh? That's got to be a happening place. You think so? Oh, yeah. I've been to Lake Placid. In Florida? No. Oh, the, the, the lesser known. The New York, York State. One. Yeah. The one we Did went you go right up the ski it. jump? Uh, no, they, they had it closed. They weren't they were having it. I would have done it. I would have at least tried. Yeah. I'm like, I'm taking my Firebird off that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lake Placid. We call it Lake Placid. It was our senior trip. It was. Uh, oh God! Really? For real? Oh. Wait, so, so you guys? We got, uh, a, we got a we got a quarter pound of weed. We took out to the hotel. Took out Gideon's Bible and dumped a bag of weed in there. Just rolled joints all weekend long. <laughs> it was like yeah. there was like seeds and stems left on that that uh, Sunday afternoon when we left. Yeah, when people got the Deuteronomy, they were like, "Whoa, what's all Whoa. this?" Again? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted more petite marshmallows in my hot cocoa. <laughs> ah, snake. All right. Well, fellas. I'm looking, I'm looking through. Uh, any ideas? I see something I'd like to do. It's a little metalish. It's kind of metal. It's a lot metal. Okay. Well, it, it's your segment. Yep. I know, but I like the input. Because when I, when I start picking, I'm selfish. You guys well, take me outside are. of the box. I see, I see Iron Maiden, Power Slave, and I, that arm cover just speaks to me. It's a, it's a pretty good one. It, yeah, you want what album? Um, Power Slave. Oh yeah, that's a pretty good album. That oh, was another and, one and that folks put remember them... on Naughty Radio. Uh, yeah, so make you, sure. Well, as a matter of fact, I was going to say, I didn't type it in this time on my, my script, but, right, you know, come back to Naughty Radio on Sunday at noon. If you want to hear Big Ed's review or his retrospect, after the retrospect, it goes right into the album. And when you enjoy it so much, you can uh, buy the album on Naughty Radio, mention uh, Big Ed and, and get that uh, coin back in your pocket, little discount. That's right. And then if you want to tell us about the coin you saved and how much you enjoyed the album, Casey, how would they do that? Uh, you can reach us on whatever the hell they're calling that app anymore. I guess X, Twitter. Oh, they, they changed the name seats. of it? Yeah, it's a whole what thing. You've fuck? been gone for a bit. I didn't I've been gone two weeks. Oh, so. yeah. 
it's it's all a thing. We 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 could discuss next week. Next week, we're we're gonna cover that. Yeah, um, write that down in the script. So it's beer seats or. Yeah, at, at Beer Seats on Twitter or X or whatever, whatever the fuck it. it is. And then, or you can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. Dot com. And please, and if you folks got any ideas for me for music, go on to Naughty Radio and go through their catalog of music that you could buy. Yeah, if let you us see know. something that appeals to you, hit us on the Twitterverse or the or email. Xiverse or whatever the fuck it is now. It's still, it's still your Twitter logo is still on your phone. They ha- that hasn't changed yet. It hasn't changed. Still, a little bird. Not on no. my phone. No. No, but it'll change the next time it updates. I bet it'll change. Is that like an Elon? You know how the apps will update. You'll tap it. All of a sudden, it'll go dark and complete the circle. Then it comes back. It will complete the circle. <laughs> That's the download. That's how they do it. All right, so you guys are okay with uh, Power Slave? I'm just sure. doing it because it's a pretty album cover, but I think the content. You get it. It's, it's your segment. You, whatever you want to do. We'll throw our two cents in later. You know we will. Big Mike, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about your, your boy Randy. That's okay. Poco. We, it's a circle, circle of life, baby. Who's Randy? He was founding member of Poco. Oh, yeah. Replaced twice by Timothy B. Schmidt. Who also went to the Eagles. Yeah. Well, he replaced him in Poco. <laughs> yeah, he did replace and then, him. And then he replaced it. Hey, this guy can fucking play. We should really take him over here and get fucking Randy. Randy bailed before the first album was even done. Huh. The first Eagles he- album? No. First Poco album. Hmm. Oh, he was already out. Yeah, he's the one uh, that the dog is. He's the dog. He he's the dog. He, the right. dog covered him up. He didn't like the fact that he didn't. He wasn't able to give input on the final, you know, whatever they call it, edit, editing of the mm-hmm. album. The way the kind of like Carol's our dog. Right, right. That's a deep track, folks. You know what? I think I'm going to send the captain my uh, retrospect catalog because I'm looking. I see a lot of albums that I've done that are on here. And it might help him if he wants more content. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, with that said. Wow. It's been an hour. That's a trip, Pink. Yeah. More than an hour. Like almost an hour and a half. We're getting. Big Ed, we're getting good. That's all I can say. Now, keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down, baby. Peace. See ya. Good show, fellas.